once you separate from a narcissist, and especially when you have kids in the situation, it gets really dicey. And oftentimes the question is, how do you actually co-parent with a narcissist? And today I wanna to be able to talk a little about that and share some of the challenges and the strategies about co-parenting with a narcissist. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey in narcissism, please subscribe and please hit that notification so you can get a new notification when we drop a new video, when we start doing some of our lives, anything like that, because I'd love to have you part of this community. And when we're talking about co-parenting, there's a lot of struggles with that. A lot of times there's struggles with co-parenting, period. But then you add in a level of toxicity, and that's where it gets confusing. You add a level of toxicity of someone who fights for the kids and like wants the kids, but doesn't actually care, doesn't actually show up for it. It makes life awful. And it makes life really challenging of like, how long am I going to have to deal with this for the next five years, for the next 18 years? Like, how long am I going to have to deal with this person in this way? So oftentimes the question is, can you actually co-parent with a toxic person? So we want to talk about that and then three things that you can do to try to be able to help along the way. Okay, so breaking it down, there's challenges and strategies. The challenges in co-parenting with a toxic person is that the abuse doesn't stop. There's not this like, okay, we were together, abuse, now we're divorced, now we're separated, and now it's different. A lot of people think that that's going to happen. A lot of people like wonder of like, why won't they respect me now? Well, they never did to start off with and they never did through the relationship. So why would they? There's no reason. There's, there's definitely no pull at this point to be respectful or to actually care about you or to even try to demonstrate that. And a lot of times people struggle with the concept that the abuse doesn't stop. It just continues moving forward. And it pulls out in this aspect of a lack of empathy showing, hey, they don't care. They don't care at the beginning of the relationship. They don't care now. And they definitely don't care about you or the kids. This is the hard concept that a lot of people struggle with. But how that toxic person has treated you is going to be the same way that they end up treating the kids. You see, oftentimes kids for a narcissist are an inconvenience. They're a liability. They're a cost. They're a, an expense. They're a time waste in one sense for the, for the narcissist because they're not actually contributing to the narcissist's supply or the narcissist's image. Now, there's pieces of that that's different depending on the narcissist or depending on the relationship trying to help other people or trying to get people to see them in a certain light of like, I'm a great dad or I'm a great mom or like I'm using my kids to get supply. Things like that oftentimes happen. But you need to remember that the abuse that happened to you is still happening to them. Sometimes it might not be the same. Sometimes it might look different or slightly, slightly skewed a little bit. But oftentimes we see it when, hey, if the narcissist is treating you a certain way, especially in front of the kids, that's still abusive to the kids because they're learning and they're seeing something demonstrated that is going to mess them up down the road if they don't get realigned of this is incorrect or this is wrong. A lot of times people say like, no, like I have, like, he's a great dad. She's a great mom. Okay. Like, are they paying their child support? Well, no. Okay. Well then they're financially abusing you and they're financially abusing the kids. It trickles down because then you can't properly care for the people in your life that you love because someone else is not fulfilling their responsibilities. 
getting into these challenges with dealing with a toxic person, like there's arguments, there's no agreements when it comes to how you're doing things. Typically going into a divorce with a narcissist, mediation is absolutely useless, typically. There's some cases it works, especially when they can leverage image and money, but most of the time mediation just drags out even longer. It becomes something that like, okay, we'll do this. And then, okay, well, they didn't send in this paperwork. Oh, well, they asked for a continuance. Oh, like this got changed. And all of a sudden you're like, why are we like two years into this divorce? Like you'd be surprised how many people realize that mediation doesn't work and they end up going to court and just taking care of it that way. It still takes a long time, but sometimes it moves a little faster. Okay. Uh, The other part that sometimes is really confusing and crazy is the custody battle of like what is actually going on. Like they're fighting for the kids and they've never been in their life. Like this person hasn't even seen this kid for the first two years of their life and they're battling for custody. Why in the world when they didn't care to show up and they don't care to show up now, they're just doing it. And the majority of time a narcissist is just doing that for image. Image and money are the two biggest things that a narcissist fights for kids so they can look better to society because they didn't give up on their kids. And they also will feel better because then they have some money versus like having to spend the 100% on the child support. Instead, it's like 50-50. I have to to spend less money, so that's okay, okay? Uh, A lot of times you'll see in the the co-parenting challenges of narcissists using the child as a pawn, uh, using a lot of times to control you, to manipulate you, to pit you against other people, other things. They'll use the child a lot of times to communicate to you, like you're doing a, a FaceTime with the kid, with their with the parent, and they're like saying stuff that's triggering you. Like that's all meant on purpose. That's all meant to be able to control you. And as a result, like they'll come into your life and when they haven't been connected to you or they haven't been connected to the kids and they'll look like the mom or the dad of the year to look good and make you look bad. Well, there, there's many more ways. It's impossible to be able to go over all of them, but I wanted to give you like some of these. Of like These are some of the big challenges that a lot of times people deal with in co-parenting with a toxic person. Now, if there's more challenges that's specific to you or that's top of mind, drop some in the comments so that people can understand like, hey, wait a second, like, oh, this too, this too, because we want to be able to help that community piece understand what's actually happening. And that's why we built the NARC app community narcissistic abuse recovery community to help people in this regard. There's places where you can go in and you can get advice from people inside the community that are dealing with the same stuff or have already dealt with the same stuff and they're able to give advice of like, don't do this or I tried this, this didn't work. Hey, this is a great idea. You're doing well here. To get that support and encouragement, check that out, narcapp.com. Well, there's some of the challenges. Now, what are some of the strategies in co-parenting with a toxic person? Because that's where it gets confusing, so we need to clear it up. And the first aspect is getting clear on you and your priorities. Oftentimes, that's one of the hardest things for people to do, period, in life. But especially when you introduce narcissistic abuse, it's almost impossible sometimes for people to see who they actually are and the direction that they actually want to go. Well, when we're talking about narcissistic abuse, you have to get really, really clear on a co-parenting plan. This is how we're going to function. This is how we're going to operate. This is how we're going to communicate and stick with it. Developing boundaries in this type of relationship is absolutely essential and then sticking with it. You need to understand when you set a boundary and you do not stick with it, as soon as that person crosses it, you do not stick to your boundary, that person, narcissistic, toxic person on the other side knows that that boundary didn't mean enough to you for you to actually stand up for it. 
So as a result, they realize that that boundary and probably the majority of all your other boundaries no longer matter and they can do whatever they want. So please make sure when you set a boundary, you stick to it because that's you fighting for your survival and for your kids' safety, sanity, and emotional health. Other aspect is get on a communication plan. Okay, get on a third-party app, uh, work with you know a therapist, a mediator, an attorney, a babysitter, like whatever it needs to be to have third-party communication of like, hey, we're going to communicate through this app. That way, it can go to the court if need be. Uh, we're going to do drop-offs, you know, at this person's house, at a parent's house, uh, at a at a babysitter's house, a nanny's house, at the police station. Like, there's been many people that have come up with creative ways to say, hey, this is how we're going to in- interchange and exchange the kids without seeing each other and without contact because that is one of the most helpful ways. When we're talking about that clear communication, one thing I want to bring up to you is a copy-paste method. Copy-paste in order to get conformity in that relationship. Now, what I mean with that is narcissists like, hey, I want more time. You copy and paste the section of the agreement that's like, this is our agreement. You get them these days for this amount of time. But why are you being so mean? Hey, this is what we agreed to, paste. But I want more time. Hey, this is what we agreed to. Paste. The more people are able to do this, what we've found is over a period of time, it starts to modify or change or sink in. Now, as we super consistent, and it's going to seem really crazy because they're going to try to attack you with every single thing. But imagine this, when the narcissist comes at you with all these different things and you respond the exact same way every single time, you know what happens? Either one, they figure it out and they change and they're like, I'm going to stop doing this. Or two, they modify because they realize every single time I bring this up, it's going to have this conclusion. So there's no point in bringing this up anymore because I'm not going to get what I want because they're sticking to their boundaries. Super important to make sure that you stick to your boundaries. One of the easiest ways is to copy and paste previous text, previous agreements so they understand, hey, you're not getting anywhere. You want this? This is what we talked about. This is what we agreed on. Here's the screenshot. Here's the text. Anything like that. And stay consistent. Stay consistent. That's like one of the biggest things. As soon as you break that, they're like, ha, I got you. And I can get through. Stay consistent. Well, work on trying to help protect the child in from being caught in the middle. This is very, very hard when you're going back and forth, when you have 50-50, all this kind of stuff. This is a very hard thing to do. One of the biggest ways is provide an emotionally safe place for your child to grow up and develop on your side. If you're 50-50, you can't control anything that happens over there, but you can control everything that happens over here. Not in a controlling, like narcissistic way, but you can help enable them to have the best growth possible by being emotionally available for your kids and helping them learn how to grow, change, and develop with their feelings, with their emotions, with understanding guilt and shame. Because on the other side, from the toxic person, they're not going to get that support. They're not going to see that. They're not going to understand that. Okay? Couple quick tips and then we'll then we'll let you go. One of the aspects is the aspect of parallel parenting. Okay. I don't have or we don't have time to be able to jump into that and to go into full detail, but the aspect of you co-parenting parallel. 
Okay, so it's not a joint thing. It's not a thing of working together. It's a thing of you have your life, I have my life. When I have the kids, I take care of their appointments and things that are on my days. When you have the kids, you take care of the, care of the kids and your appointments. They have clothes at your house. They have clothes at my house. There's no swapping. Everything is completely separate. They live like separate lives. Like that's pretty much like the aspect of parallel parenting. There's a lot more that goes into that that we don't have time for. The second thing is using the Biff method in your communication because you're going to be tempted to pull in emotion, to pull in frustration, to get really frustrated. You're going to be tempted to like get upset about different things. That's why I mentioned the copy paste. That's so helpful for a lot of people. The Biff method is broken down brief, informative, friendly, and firm. It is a framework to put your conversation, your responses in so that they look okay in the court's perspective, but they keep you emotionally regulated and they help you in that communication with a high conflict person. The last thing that I wanna be able to talk to you about is the aspect of going no contact. Majority of time when I say no contact with co-parenting, everybody's like, whoa, can't do that. You can. And there's a lot of people and a lot of examples out there of people that are doing it. The majority of the time, it's not a question of if you can, it's more of a question of what are you willing to do to protect you and protect your kids? Are you willing to do what is required a lot of times for a lot of situations, not all, but for a lot of situations that have to do that to protect the safety, emotional, and mental health of themselves and their kids? You have to remember that an absent parent is way better than a toxic one. Because the influence a toxic parent has on a kid is absolutely destructive and destroys so many different things than being able to have someone that's not in their life and you're able to help them grow, heal, change, and develop. If you have more questions about this or you'd like to interact, you can reach out to me at rawmotivations.com. You can access the NARC app to be able to help get advice from other moms, other dads that are going through the co-parenting challenges to be able to help other people in that advice and in that space as well. We'd love to be able to have you help out and be in that community to be able to grow, heal, and change and develop with everybody else as well.